This is Budget Line, a special series for the TripCast. Budget Line is our periodic series on the state budget. This time we've talked to Jane Nelson, who's been around the budget for more than 20 years and is kind of an old hand at this. I'm Ross Ramsey. And I'm Amon Bathija. Denton County Republican Jane Nelson came into the legislature in 1993 as part of a GOP minority and is one of only four women in that 31-member body. Some things have changed a little. There are seven women in the Senate today. And some things have changed a lot. The Republicans are now in the majority, and Nelson is chairwoman of the powerful Senate Finance Committee. Uh, She's the first woman to hold that position, and she is now one of two people in charge of writing a $210 billion budget. This is kind of a turnaround for her. She has a different notion of how things work than most might. In her first session of the legislature, Nelson shocked her colleagues by voting against the state budget. I don't know if you know the story about why I voted no on the budget. I mean, when I came in, and I was a very enthusiastic freshman, we actually, freshmen were taken in a room and told some unwritten Senate rules, and one of them was that you don't ask questions on the budget, you don't amend the budget, and you don't vote no on the budget. And... Um, and I expressed, and I hadn't been a House member, and I didn't have any experience in this, and I said, well, I'd like to see it at least a week ahead of time, and that's back when we used, you know, printing presses, and (laughs) we didn't have iPads and computers, Um, and I walked in one day, and the budget was on our desk, and the lieutenant governor's chief of staff came over and said, we're voting on the budget today, and I said, I'm a no, and they didn't think I would do it, and I did it, Um, and that's why I voted no. Nelson is not apologizing or anything like that, but looking back on it, she says there was probably a better way to handle that situation. Knowing what I know now, I should have gone to the finance committee meetings and just, what, even if I wasn't a member, mm-hmm. sat in and find out. But I didn't, I didn't have the experience to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were significant ramifications. <laughs> was, like, I mean, can you talk about that? Yeah. I wasn't recognized for the rest of the session. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, I had no more bills, no more, you know, there was there was serious, serious ramifications. Uh, the things have changed so much since then. I mean, we don't tell freshmen that, and I think that's healthy. I, you know, and my goal as finance chair was to, I remembered that. I made, I went and talked to the freshmen when they were elected, and I said, you are invited to every meeting, and we had already started, you know, some, some meetings. You need to. I told them what materials they needed to read, I, and I told them my goal was to have them familiar enough with the budget that they felt comfortable when they voted on it. That's why we had 30 people vote for this budget. Nelson met with us on the eve of the first meeting of the conference committee on the budget. Every two years, it becomes the most important negotiating table in Austin. On one side is Nelson with four other senators. On the other side is Appropriations Chair John Otto with four fellow members of the House. You want to have, of those 10 people, it's a huge load. Um, We go through every page of the budget. And you want to make sure that you don't have any gaps. For example, you want somebody on that conference committee, either in the House or the Senate, that knows uh, education funding, somebody that knows uh, what's Article Two is Health and Human Services funding. This year's conference committee is notably green, and we're not talking about the environment. Really, on both sides this time, short on experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but in the Senate, you know, we had work groups that 
worked on the budget before we passed it out of the Senate. Not one workgroup chairman had been a workgroup chairman before. Not one. For all of the apparent differences between the budget approved by the Senate and the one approved by the House this year, Nelson doesn't think the gaps are remarkable. We're very close. Very close. Um, yes, we have, we have uh, differing opinions about what kind of tax relief to provide, which I think is just a really nice dilemma to have. Um, but both sides would like to provide some kind of tax relief. That's good news. Um, we both address border security, but we differ in uh, the amount and how we would spend it. So that's something we're going to have to resolve. Um, transportation, I think we're getting, from what I hear just yesterday, uh, very close in transportation negotiations. Both houses want to put money in, and it's a matter of how much and, and how you're going to do it. Uh, we both fund education, but, but differently, so that's going to have to be resolved. But when you look at bottom line, we're very close in the amount of money that each have allocated, and there are some things that we're going to have to resolve that I just really don't see any explosive, huge differences in philosophy. With five weeks left in the session... Nelson said tax cuts are the obstacle to watch. The Senate plan includes a doubling, roughly, of the homestead exemption from property taxes. The House instead went with a three-tenths of a cent cut in the state's sales tax. Now, with both sides feeling so strongly that we need to have some kind of tax relief, that has implications in the budget, no matter which kind or which blend of tax relief you provide. It's, you know, it's going to involve the budget. In the House, there is an appropriations committee that works on the budget and a ways and means committee that handles tax bills. In the Senate, both subjects go to the finance committee, which Nelson chairs. So she expects to have a seat at both conference committees with each set of negotiations informing the other. You know, there's going to have to be some interaction. And the, the appropriations and finance committees, the budget conference committee, is going to have to accommodate for a certain amount of money. Now, they can decide, the other conference committee can decide exactly how, you know, which tax we're going to choose or which combination of taxes we're going to choose, but you got to account for that for whatever they decide. Nelson said the budget conferees don't need the tax number immediately, but they'll need it before they're done. We've got plenty of work to do, and I'm hoping that while we're working on everything else, that we can also have the, the uh, if, if there is another conference committee that's going to be dealing specifically with tax issues, working simultaneously okay. so that we can plug in that number. We've got plenty of work to do for a little while. There is much speculation among senators and representatives and even more among lobbyists and reporters that the legislature might not finish the budget during the regular session. But is Nelson worried? No. Okay. We'll finish. We'll finish. You know, I was here when we had a $10 billion shortfall that we found out about a month before session. You know, I've been here when we've had really, really big differences of opinion between the House and the Senate. Right. We're so, you know, we're on parallel tracks going in the same direction. We just need to get on the same track. And I, if, I absolutely believe we can do it before the end of session. So that's this episode of Budget Line, our periodic series on the state budget. 
I'm Ross Ramsey with Amon Bathija. Uh, if you have any ideas about this, please send us a note at budgetline at texastribune.org. Thanks. Thank you.